We're three men abandoned by one. We're back to talk about cars and all things automotive. Guys, how have you been? Yeah, good. Um, sure, busy week, but mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Mark, by the way. Exactly. I'm Thomas, by the way. I also forgot to introduce myself. Uh, I'm Nadav. Thanks, Thomas, once again for having us. So, what there. are we talking about, Tom? Well, I've got some news, and it's a pretty Mike's not here because this is something that he would be. Um, quite keen on there's an italian startup called maker shaker i think that's how i'm uh, pronouncing it maker uh, shaker maker shaker and they have, des- oh, tell me more. they have designed a self-driving pub an autonomous self-driving this pub. is really up mike's alley huh? pretty damn cool yeah and it's got robotic bartenders so self-driving all right so is it uh, built on a tesla platform yeah Oh, is it? Well, no, it's not. I don't know what platform it's built on. I mean, I'm just looking at concept sketches here, but it's kind of cool. And um, it'll be able to be, well, you can call it up on your smartphone app. So if you've got like a uh, an office function or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Or you've had a couple of beers and you're feeling jaunty and you feel like upping the ante, you can just call this mobile autonomous bar. And it <laughs> comes straight to you. Let me see a pick. Have you got a pick there? No, it's gone now. Okay. But oh. there wasn't much to see. It was one of those, you know, electronic r- rendering things. So where are we with autonomous at the moment? I mean, there are all these uh, American trials of autonomous vehicles, but mm. we keep hearing bad things. Is, is anything? So I, I watched an interesting uh, thing. Was it today or this week? Um, did you know that you buy a Tesla Model 3 or whatever? Mm. It doesn't come with autonomous driving as standard it's an option okay so it's got all the cameras and the radars needed but you have to pay five thousand dollars extra as an option for them to turn the software on in fact you can trial it so you can buy the car it's got everything needed and you can trial it for a couple of days for free and yeah decide to keep it at five thousand dollars which i find uh, i don't know I, i just don't trust it at this stage of the game it's like a new technology it's kind of still in its infancy you know yeah. and do, do you really want to trust yourself in a well, self-driving car especially i mean california is one thing sweden is one so thing but here in Joburg, well so it doesn't trust it's itself so it isn't autonomous at all at the moment mm-hmm. it, i mean not at all it is but it needs your intervention constantly and i don't know if i mentioned this in our when i was chatting about the volvo but um if you don't intervene when it needs you to it punishes you so it won't let you switch on autonomous, autonomous mode again for a while if you don't touch the steering wheel within the designated time. Okay. So it's got uh, so basically you're driving along, you take your hands off the wheel, it'll give you about five to eight seconds, and it and it learns. So it'll give you more, and it'll kind of reward you. And within that time, you have to touch the wheel. If you don't, it warns you. And if you don't, after a further three seconds, it, keeps it three screams seconds. at you, and I think it actually disengages its it's um, forward. Momentum. So, yeah, yeah. So it'll slow down. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, then you touch the wheel again, it won't let you switch it on again. So it's basically semi-autonomous, which is yeah, basically what we've kind of had since the previous generation S-Class came out. I mean, that, yeah. that, that thing was... So it relies on a few things. It relies on good markings on the road because mm. that's what it's... U- so it's using the markings on the road and the other cars around you mm. to gauge its distances from everything. It also has radar underneath the car in front of you 
to tell what the car in front of that car is doing. So it can really start to preempt something breaking harshly two cars ahead of you. Very clever. I didn't know all of this, I must say. But uh, it just sounds like um, a truly uh, autonomous mobile (laughs) bar might be a few years off. Yeah, I think so. 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 Maybe when I have my 50th one day, um, we can get one of those. Few days, time. Couple of days. Oh, yeah. time. That won't be. That yeah. won't be long. I, I have a. I have a great segue. Do you? I do. Okay. Speaking of Italian startups. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys hear about the singer of Lancia's? Oh, I haven't. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I have seen it. So there's an Italian billionaire. Yeah. And he has decided to reinvent the, the Lancia Delta Integrale. Oh, yes, I did it. see that. In Beautiful. the same way that singer reinvents the 911. I actually saw that wow. last year. It was. It wow. was wow. That I was think that's news. Cool. Is that news? Yeah, news. I would that say is. that's news. Beautiful. Yeah. And they make it a two door, I think, instead of a four. So the, the the body shell is an original Delta body shell, which they put a carbon fiber front on. They've massaged the engine. They've improved the interior. Um, supposedly not vaporware. Um, it looks like there is an actual uh, test mule out there, test oh, car, wow. um, and it's been shown in, you know, in in actual form at a couple of motor shows recently. That's a really cool project. So they need a ba- they need a donor car, so uh, in the same yes. way that Singer does. Exactly. That's mm. my understanding. But my- it's sitting at around 300, 330 horsepower now, which wow. is a hell of a lot for it's a really small yeah. hatchback. And, and um, price are they? Oh anything? God, presumably millions. But uh, yeah, millions, I, well, I would say that an Integrale uh, is a lot rarer than a nine six four. The singer's based on also true. Yeah, so also it's going to be a so. lot more difficult. Well, well, I mean, I suppose they they could probably take just the standard Delta, mm. which is like a yeah, sixteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably do. do. Yeah. But those are um, presumably have all rusted by now, so there aren't any of them. They literally so. have disintegrated. Uh, yeah. But so this guy is. Uh, this is. Um, they're called. I think Amos. Um, so have a look yeah, at the Amos Delta. Okay. Oh, that's um, okay. Have a look online. What a fantastic thing if that comes to fruition. Uh, I'm quite. I'm quite liking this reimagined business that's going on in the car industry these days. Well, speaking yeah. speaking of reimagined. Here's another oh, excellent segue. Fantastic. It's <laughs> great. We're just reading each other's minds. Wow. Let's have it. Let's have it. Um, Volkswagen. Smooth. Um, they've got their little e-buggy concept, which is going to be at Geneva. Don't know if you guys saw that. Mm-hmm. All electric. Don't see that. Modern reinterpretation of the classic Volkswagen beach buggy. Oh. Look yeah. at that. Oh, that looks cool. That's pretty, pretty cool, cool, huh? What oh. do you think about With that? It's LED lights. And, yeah, but that's cool. interesting because now that's embracing... That was never an official Volkswagen product. No, it wasn't. Um, so uh, it's embracing. Yeah, what was the guy? The, dude, the aftermarket. Who was the dude that made them? There was a first guy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I don't remember his I name. I watched the show on it the other day. Yeah. The Grand Tour. Did the American guy. Else. They did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in other words, they're embracing what became a, a sort of aftermarket fad for modifying yeah. Beetle chassis. And That's a cult classic. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is which is kind of cool. I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, that could be cool. I have it lends itself actually, if you think about it, to electric power. You know, right. short distances. Yeah, a little blast up and down the beach. So when you guys go down to your to your beach houses <laughs> in <laughs> December, yeah. you guys can just uh, roll out the e-buggy yeah. and okay. um, and have your own little We've got a Thomas Crown Affair scene <laughs> rolling Actually, down the beach. Who started the whole um the whole reimage? I think it was um Jaguar not Jaguar, um yeah. but the E type based uh oh, Eagle. Eagle, that's it. Where they reimagined the old 
cars, E-type, yeah. donor car yeah, yeah, massage. Yeah. It, but they, I think they did that one and they did an Aston DB4. Okay. Possible. Yeah. Also, that, that kind of started mm. the whole thing, I think. Um, there's also um, the other one that we've never really discussed in that reimagined sense. I don't know. How did we get back to this? Uh, I suppose reimagining cars is uh, Thornley Kellum does a Lancia Aurelia B20 Outlaw. Oh, I want to reimagined. Yeah. Fantastic. But Have a look at that online. Amazing. Yeah. Do you know what hasn't been reimagined? What? But has been improved, apparently, is uh, there's a new Clio. Renault Clio 5. Wow. Is that news? Yeah, it's news. Okay. You like Clios and Renaults and things. What's special I, I about it? I love the old Clio. What's special about it? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just new. It's got a lot more tech. I'm so it. glad you asked. Oh, they changed the interior. Interior tech, yeah. you know, um, more touchscreen, more communication, um, 11 body colors. 11 body colors. LED pro- lighting profile. You can you can change stuff and play with things. Sounds like standard oh, yeah. issue any car these days. Blah, blah, blah. I don't see anything about engines here. In the end, if the new but Clear Sport isn't any better, then we're not really interested, are we? No. No. Well, the last one I drove was actually very good, but that's not really news, so, is it? So, what is no. the the midsize hot hatch to have? Well, to, well Fiesta ST? No, no. Well, the one I drove was last year, which I was very impressed with, was that was the Clio Red Bull. Oh yeah, edition. that one. That thing was amazing. That had the double clutch gearbox. And yeah, all but it was improved because oh, when yeah. I first drove the new one, yeah, I, I drove mean, it. I drove it. It was lovely. You can ask Nadav. It was awful. But this one, this new one, yeah, it's nice. good, fun. Yeah. Just wanted to drive it fast all the time. It had a limited slip diff as well. Yeah, and yeah, then straight cool. after that, I got the Polo GTI, and it was just like this anodyne, icy. Was it limp? It was just didn't, didn't, you know, it didn't encourage you to have fun. It, it looks just limp. One of those, Whenever like, I pass one, I feel sad for it. I just wanted to. Put yeah, it you really like. You really don't dig them. GTI Polo GTI is there's something up. It's never. It's three generations now? Yeah. And it's just never scratched the I need the to drive one. I haven't driven one. Aesthetically, they look fantastic. Do they? The yeah. new one's awful. The so. new Polo no, no. is terrible. I think it's you know, lovely. It yeah, I don't like the new Polo. It looks older than the old yeah. Polo. How did oh, they no, manage you're that? both wrong. It looks lovely. No, no it looks you're, wrong. you're wrong. You've been looking <laughs> at too much diced fruit. <laughs> That's your problem. I have been. Mike will probably have backed you up. Yeah, he would have. Mikey! Did you know that we have a beach buggy? No. Just kind of, we got off topic, but did you know that? We have so a beach at, buggy. at the beach house that you so oh, like to talk about. Do it you? is an actual beach buggy with an uh, actual VW with motor. With an actual VW motor, does it actually work? Um, it used to. <laughs> so well, no. you use it? Uh, yeah, need some some restoration. I, mean, I want to come and if anyone wants, if anyone's interested in having a look, uh, I'm keen. You know, I'm I keen. think you can probably take the fiberglass body off yeah. and put it on a brand new chassis. That'll be the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. cool. Well, we'll. Actually, Nasna Hill Climb, mm. visiting the beach house. Oh, yeah, that's a good it. idea. We should drive down. We, we drive, can have yeah. a convoy. Well, we've we been talking it. about it for two years. So maybe, listeners, you'll be a, will there be a live show? You would think? you take your 911? Tom? Yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely. Aren't you scared of um, no. I'm, it breaking down? No, I'm not because the final, the final link <laughs> I've just purchased. And it's piece on of its the puzzle. Way. Yeah, now. It's on its to way. South Africa. To South Africa. What is it? Something very, very cool. Okay, <laughs> no, well, surprise related. We'll see. No, Keep it as a surprise. Yeah. We, are we still on the news? Yes, we are, but there's only time for one more segment ah. on the news, and I'm choosing it because I like Japanese cars, and I like Toyota, and I do like Lexus. And Lexus says, well, they said earlier what this week, what do Lexus say? They want to add F performance to their crossovers. F uh, performance? F performance. Oh, so F is like their M. M. F. 
or the AMG. They want to F up the crossovers. <laughs> F up their crossovers. Yeah. They've already F'd them up. <laughs> so, <laughs> like the Lexus uh, US, they want to make, you know, because they want to go after the, the Mercs. So what they're saying like is they GLAs. weren't F'd up enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll well, start. I mean, kind everyone cool. else is doing it. I don't know how excited I am about it. but Well, I you just, know, you know. They're probably missing a trick by not doing it. Yeah, as a Toyota fanboy. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, so what does it get? Like stiffer suspension, lower profile tires. Okay, so it like basically you know, stops being good at you know, what like, it was. Like GLI, a GLA 45. Yeah. It's going to be like that. But in the, the NX. NX. Do we need NX, stuff like that in the world? People buy it's a them. People terrible are idea. Them. If you make it and then buy it, they'll All these people are, there's something wrong with them because that is a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Let's, we'll uh, see. let's have one on test. What did you Thank say? You that this week you said, who needs a hot SUV? Because there are so many nice hot sedans or wagons. Out so that's there. A, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, um, so I did. at the moment, um, for some reason or other, do we have time for this discussion? Mm. I mean, do we use it in another segment? No, I think I, let's use it. In, okay. We'll talk well, about the, cars the, we've driven very, very quickly. Yeah, um, pricey. The the point is that you know there are fast sedans for a fraction of the cost of fast SUVs that do everything that the SUVs do. So it's quite odd, the but SUV, fast SUV thing. But are cheaper. I agree. I do agree with you. Mm. Guys, that's basically all time we have for news this week. And uh, we're going to take a break. And we'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Cargumentative. In this part of the show, we're going to chat about people who like cars but insist on wearing car branded apparel now to me this has always been it's just it's not cool man like volkswagen caps and pit shirts and my worst my pet hate are those little puma shoes with the little ferrari bands i think the <laughs> or, shoes are subtle or bmw motorsport i, I personally BMW would not motorsport puma shoes i would not I wear them. the shoes but i think they're okay they're subtle i think a cap no. Or a jacket? Oh. No, 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 no. Those those shoes are awful because they, they 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 kind of make them to look like racing shoes. Oh, they They're put tight tread, tire on, the, tread. on the bottoms on the sole. Yeah. You yeah. know, when I was nineteen or twenty, I thought those were so cool. Well, they were when you were nineteen or twenty. And uh, I got a pair of racing cats, and they were just uh, you know. And uh, eventually, something clicked. I was like, okay, I like cars, but I don't have to go out and and sort of. Parade, turn, turn, turn my body into this monument of, of terribly cheesy <laughs> motoring. So you know, I agree. Uh, I agree that it does kind of like take things to a level you don't necessarily want to go to. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's you know you, you like the car hmm. brand, not the clothing brand. And that, you know what? I have a big issue with this with Ferrari because to me Ferrari's become about the brand. Ferrari, it's, Ferrari it's, is is it's it's actually the number one I think number one brand in the world, biggest brand in the world. I read an article and I just don't understand recently. I don't understand their branding because I've I've had the misfortune of going to Ferrari World in Dubai. Oh dear, the misfortune! I, I didn't that, know that. So I'm really sorry. And it, yeah, and that place just cheapens the brand and makes it so tacky. Yeah, you just think, guys, what are so, you doing? It's so awful. it did put me off the brand, but I must be honest that. They make some amazing cars. It put me off them for quite a while until I drove one recently again, and I was like, wow. 
they make some properly good stuff. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Well, I mean, if you the, argue if all that money, and, and it is a lot of money, they make so much money from apparel yeah. that I think I read somewhere that it might be more than the money they make from their cars, um, which yeah, is it's huge. If they if they invest some or any of that into making the cars that we all know and love, mm. well, it's no different really to push making a KN. It's they, exactly they're right. Making, they're making something that if they reinvest into the brand, yeah. does it really matter to us how they do it if they're still producing the Speciales and the GT3 RSs? You so know? I agree. So, so basically, like, if they if they stop making bottles of Ferrari black cologne, <laughs> we won't have any more Speciales. Well, well that's apparently that's, that's, that's what, it what it's is, about. Yeah. That, that was that the development of the Pista was paid for by the cologne line. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so so ah. Porsche have got... Uh, the fact that they sell a Cayenne to everyone uh, that helps generate income for the R&D behind a GT3 RS. Yeah, yeah. but the Cayenne's not quite as vulgar as sort of, you know, cologne. F- flashy Puma shoes and so what is bad cologne. And what jackets. Is Those jackets, they're red. They're so yeah. red with so, so much you, Ferrari on them. The hat has to go off to someone like McLaren who don't have that other revenue stream, mm. whether it be a small car that everyone can afford in the form of whatever, and they don't yeah. really sell that much apparel. So they are, I think they're funded, obviously, by some yeah, ty- that oil that tycoon. McLaren Group doesn't have Fiat to fall back nope. on in terms of sharing money and such like for Or VW like Porsche does. Yeah. They've done immensely well. And we've been talking about McLaren recently because behind the scenes, we're all um, eyeing what's going on with the MP412C, which is the first new McLaren. Hmm. And what hit me, what struck me this week is that those McLarens, the MP412C, date from 2012. Yeah, they've built this brand in seven years. Yeah, it's amazing, and there's no questions about it. This is a full McLaren brand. They've done it without apparel. They've yeah. done it without um, cologne. Uh, cologne. They've done it without <laughs> sunglasses. Sunglasses. Umbrellas. They've done it without smaller cars <laughs> or a, a, a parent company. Uh, remarkable. Yeah, it's yeah. really brilliant. Head off to them. Um, how involved are they in motorsport? I mean, I don't watch Formula uh, One. GT. <laughs> yeah, I think they had a Formula One. I'm not sure. <laughs> Do they have? Yes, we proper not too sure. car levels. Oh, if they are, then they oh, break down a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, it just sounds slow. I don't know. So, who are the biggest apparel guys out there? Mercedes. Mercedes is huge. Mercedes AMG. I think Mercedes guys that have Formula One oh, teams yes. are the biggest. Oh. So Ferrari, Mercedes. Is anyone else? Ferrari and BMW <laughs> Motorsports. <laughs> BMW Motorsports. But okay, but how is that different to, to wearing a jacket of your favorite football team? I'm not saying that I do, but you know, a lot of people wear Man United jackets. So is that any different to well, wearing a Ferrari jacket? Look, You're not, advertising no, the, the things same. that you like. It's you the know? same. And Man United generate a lot of income from selling football jerseys. It's maybe I mean, not in good taste, but you know, there's plenty other examples from other industries where it's done. Maybe so it's a time and a place, though. No, but so it's, it's like... You mean to the movies. It's a class thing. I'm telling you, it's like a guy who gets out of his 458 and has is head to toe in Ferrari apparel. Okay. It's so cheesy. I'm so glad you brought that up because there's, something, there's somewhere where I'm conflicted. So with automotive apparel, worn apparel, what's worse? Wearing stuff for a car that you don't own yeah. or wearing the same stuff for a car that you do. For if you do. So it's it's okay for me to wear Ferrari stuff if it's I don't aspirational. own a Ferrari. It's yeah. aspirational. You, you can't afford the car Ferrari, maybe. To wear a Ferrari jacket is cheesy. It's it's a sin. Is it's that no, wait, terrible. Okay. Wait, wait. So, okay. I, I don't wear car branded stuff because it's just, it's like a you car lie. sin. For you me. lie. But oh. wait, but wait. 
One day, about two years ago, I was walking through the mall and I ended up in a, a sportswear shop, okay? And I, and I found there was a range of Porsche branded stuff, but for all air-cooled Porsche Adidas stuff, huh? Adidas yeah. stuff. Yeah. And there was a 911 SC hoodie, which was quite subtle. And I was like, you mm. know what? I actually own this car, so therefore, I'm going to get this hoodie because it's my car. You You're committed a complete crime. No, but oh my gosh. You're not allowed I to like do that. I like that shirt. I, I think I told you about it. It's, it was, a, yeah. it's the same thing as a Ferrari owner getting out of his car wearing his cap and his red Ferrari nylon jacket. Exactly uh, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but that screams and shots. <laughs> this was very subtle. Like some You think would, it's subtle. It is. I, can see, I saw it happening. Anyway, I, I got it. <laughs> And because a, I never thought you were this kind of person, Tom. Who, well, I never thought somebody would make so a cliche. clothing line with the SC on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but they did. I was like, yes, yeah, I was they shocked. did. It's a lovely shirt. I personally am a big fan of, of Thomas's shirt. I like it. Yeah. So, so here's another question: What mm. about what about the kind of um, motoring automotive apparel mm. that those who know know? But those who don't, it's 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 just another shirt. So yeah, that's cool. Okay, it's yeah. ironically cool. Okay. What about watches and stuff like that? So wait, but you okay? But you haven't answered my question. Okay. Okay. Let me so go back to that question. Is that a, is that a, is that okay? So if you wear a yeah, I think so. So give us an idea of extreme. Like if you if you if you put maybe a bad example for South Africa, but if you put on like a Jambala hat. Or a, or, roof or, hat. A, or a roof hat. Or oh, a, yeah, no one knows what that is. A, that's fine. Or a Manthe racing. Okay. Watch. Um, you know, I don't know if that exists, but but is that perhaps? No, that's fun. Is that okay? I'll give that it. Okay. It looks so. like a watch. Thomas knows what, what about racing is, but nobody else does. What is about okay? a Richard Mille Ferrari watch? So the fact that it costs ten million rand and wow. has a, and has no. a Ferrari badge. No, anything branded Ferrari is just no, terrible. <laughs> not good. It's not terrible. Good. It is. So know. watches. No. So you, what are you? T- you're alluding to like a Porsche design watch. Well, yeah, Porsche design. Porsche design is not. But that's not Porsche. Porsche. No, I know that. But but to but to the the, to the common layman, man, yeah. they're like you know. Well, oh, a cool Porsche watch, bro. What about other? <laughs> <laughs> is that what the common man sounds like? That's Mark? exactly. Mark's not here to do that, so I did it for him. <laughs> what about like brands like 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 Tag? Tag Heuer, which have always been. So Tag Heuer is a no-no. Yeah. Tag Heuer is a no-no. Really? Heuer. It's got oh, thumbs so, up. So early pre-tag. Hoya, yes, exactly. Hoya they still do Hoya watches. Mm. Hoya only. They do? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's a thing. I don't know that. I thought you had to buy a vintage. Artivos, I think they call them. Oh. Yeah. Who knew? Google it. Should we have been having a motoring apparel discussion without Mike? I mean, is that fair? No, because he would have interrupted us and told us how cool it was. So you, it's good that we had him He would have been wearing it. his Lamborghini this and his Ferrari that. That's actually true. Mike, Mike's got, uh, he's in a gray area. No. Yeah. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just a full-on like, I mean, because he, he came into studio last week with a pair of, of these, these shoes. Vintage. Vint- vintage. Oh, yes. Flame-proof <laughs> shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was quite happy to Because he like was stuff. fresh off the racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, look out, guys. I'm coming through in my Diablo. <laughs> it might catch fire. I'm driving it so fast. No. It's, not, it's just not the same without it. It is Particularly isn't. with the discussion about motoring apparel. What about keyrings? Keyrings mm. are cool because they're yeah, subtle. They're you don't subtle. see them. Keep them in your pocket. Oh, that's another thing. People who chuck their keys out on the table. On the table. Have a look at what I drive. Yeah. Oh, oh that, so like those little tags. 
No, if, you, like, if you've like got, if you've got a Porsche crest, yeah, yeah exactly, and, and then you position it so the keys inside the pocket, but the but the, but the, oh, crest, the crest is hanging out. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, guilty. I've done it before. I do <laughs> not. I specifically <laughs> turn that over. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't let anyone. We see should get that. a big box of those tags that they use at the dealerships with just those kind of like ratcheted oh, plastic, yeah. green tags, and use those as keyrings. Those are well, Mark has that kind of discreet. problem because of it's how like, many keys he has. Yeah, yeah. he has to. Go through his box of keys. He was keys. telling us with Glee that he managed to get a chromed metal appropriate little car keering for each of his car keys. So and then a big bowl. A little bit you know, embarrassing, actually. He actually He's got me even, one, and it's on the table here. It yeah. is. That's kind of what made me think about it. I didn't so know mine is a, it's an Aston Martin DB4 yes. chromed little, but it's proper 007 because it's got the ejector seat sunroof. It's blinding me right now. Sorry. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Sorry, can you blink. take it out the lights? Sorry. So, um, Calm down. Not so, sure. Not sure at all. <laughs> I think it's cool. <laughs> Moving away from... Well, this is exactly the discussion. From apparel yes. that, yeah. that humans can wear. What about... Yeah, I mean, cars wear stuff too. So what about all these stickers that have become so in, in vogue, which you can stick on your cars? What stickers have become in vogue? So, okay. So people with old 911s insist, oh. insist upon sticking stickers oh, on the quarter window at the back. We have a friend. With martini racing. We have a person in this room golf. who has a sticker addiction. And we have another friend who isn't here today who couldn't make it. Yeah. Uh, who has a badge addiction. Yeah. These are terrible addictions, guys. So They have, cl- they have support groups for you. <laughs> my stickers tell a story. <laughs> I'm proud of them. Each do they of them tell a stands story? for something. They do. But I the car wasn't there. <laughs> the car wasn't there, but I was. But so I think putting a good wood sticker on is reasonable. What about having a fridge magnet, which you can just stick on the fridge? <laughs> I, I do. Then I, you know you were there. I have a Porsche 70 uh, fridge magnet. Yeah, really me cool. too. I also yeah. do. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. I had stickers on, on, on my car, and then I took them off. I was like, actually, I don't know. I don't know about these stickers. Maybe they've become, they've become the automotive. I think there's a line. Yeah. There's, there's some mm, yeah. There's some stuff that's okay. Do you remember the 90s But your car. Be- your car, yeah, the 90s pad is cool. Do you think we could still get one of those? <laughs> those people used to stick them on sliding doors. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't walk into a sliding door. Unlike but a, I actually think the Doves, because it's um, This yeah. is a 911T you're talking about. Yeah, he's 911T. It's the 70s, it's an outlaw, it's yeah. not exactly so, standard. So the outlaw thing is all mm. about actually taking your beautiful 911, being a little bit rebellious with it. Yeah. So I think you should spray paint your bonnet red as well. I'll think about it. <laughs> Anything's up for consideration with that car as long as it can be reversed, which is why stickers are so cool. It's a way of personalizing my car yeah. that's easily reversible. And each of those means something. We can we can go through them one day. Okay. If you like, I'd like to do that. I'd like to unpack. Yeah. And I've I'd got like plenty to more to put yeah. on, actually. Do you? Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a few as well, so I'm guilty, but uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that now. Okay, okay so, so, so to so wrap apparel, it up. Yeah, apparel, let's wrap it up. Um, just not cool, guys. If, you, if you're into cars. Fine, fine if, you, if you're into cars and you support the team and mm. you don't have the car. Fine. Mm. But if you are head to toe in your BMW M Sport stuff and you. Uh, you're driving uh, a 118. Dri- no, no, well, yeah, you drive a 118 <laughs> or even an. Or even uh, worse, an M4. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a Toyota yeah. Supra. Supra, yeah, well, same thing, right? <laughs> same thing. Yeah. With okay. its vape holder, yeah. Well, all right. Well, take it easy, guys. Go easy on the apparel, okay? Yeah. Maybe one item. Accessorize. Enjoy your cars, enjoy your brand, <laughs> but try not to wear them on your sleeve. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be back shortly.
Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, what have you been driving? Um, I know Mark Paluta's been uh, chomping at the bit to tell us what yeah, he's been Yeah, I've driven some of. cool stuff. Um, I was fortunate enough to drive um, some really high-end stuff, actually. The rest of you were all at work, uh, Mark. No, 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 this uh, happened you just while you guys were all on holiday uh, in oh. various parts of the country. Okay. Yeah, you were, where were you? Western Cape? I was Northern in the Cape, Cape somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. No, man, not the Western Northern Cape. Cape. I don't know, you were so far away. Who knows? Anyway, so, so yeah, so we went on a breakfast run, as mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Nice little drive with the guys. Yeah. And someone arrived in a bright yellow Lamborghini Urus. Do you know what? Yeah. I don't care what you guys say, but I actually like the way that car looks. The Urus looks cool. I think it's nice it's, from the front. It's a good looking car. I think its side profile could be better. You think so? Yeah. But listen, um, talk about a car with presence, eh? Especially in bright yellow. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's like Porsche Speed Yellow, that mm. yellow. Really, really yellow. Isn't it like a matte yellow? Or is no, it? it's, I think it's, it's actually metallic. It's got like a uh, metallic fleck in okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It's nice paint. Anyway, this thing was, is outrageous. It's shouty. It's mm. big. It's got 17-inch discs, brake discs. Remember when we had uh, sure. when you had a Golf GTR well, and that's you wanted 17-inch wheels? I've, I've got 17-inch wheels on my Daihatsu. Exactly. So it's got the same this size. This thing's brakes are the same size. It's got 22-inch rims that go around those 17-inch wheels. That is huge. I mean brakes. You know, crazy. So it's a crazy, crazy car. I don't know in on what planet that car should exist. Honestly, it's like, there's no space for it. It's very fast. It's very shouty. It's very... Did you actually obnoxious. drive it? Yeah, I drove it. And is it quick? It's very quick. It, it's actually very peaky. So it's not linear at all. It's got a very naturally aspirated feel for a car that's quite turbocharged. So it feels like it comes on cam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like turbocharged cars have, they, have had the lag built out of them. Yeah. This kind of feels like they left it there as... To give you that feeling of building up to something. That no, was cool, hey? It was an interesting car. So, I, mm-hmm. And I'd driven a Bentayga before that as well, uh, a while ago. The Bentayga is a much smoother, more linear, built on the same platform. Very different car. So, Is it on the same platform as Bentayga? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. As uh, many cars are. No, oh, yes. I know that, but I mean... This, yeah. is, my, this is my pet subject. I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go here. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about one more. And then we'll come back to me just now. So, I, or should I just tell you all the things I drove? Yeah, let me just tell you all. Mm. Then the other day I drove um, a Lamborghini Huracan Performante Spider. What did you think about that? Because I drove a clutch of Lambos at Kailami, and I don't. I mean, they didn't do much for me. I don't know. I'm not a big. So the the reviews that I've read and watched say the Performante is different, very different to your standard mm. Huracan, and I'm sure it is because it is absolutely outrageous mm. it is a proper gt3 kind of car it's got an amazing gearbox it's very loud it actually has on the on the spider it's got a little glass window behind you here that you can drop to hear the motor more so it's got this naturally aspir- aspirated v10 double clutch very shouty exhaust amazing chassis it, i was blown away by it it's got the four-wheel steer four-wheel no. steer four-wheel Does drive it? yeah um, and it and it held the Nurburgring lap record up until the GT2 Two RS came, yeah. and, and narrowly beat it. So for a Lamborghini, so probably quick then. Yeah, it's mm. like the it's it's kind of not not their niche. Their niche is like, look at me, I'm a Lamborghini, and this mm. thing actually delivers as well, which mm. is astonishing. Then I drove its big brother, the Ventador LP740 Roadster. 
So this car, I mean, it's it's got amazing presence. It's much wider. It's, it's much huge. longer. It's, it's enormous. It's yeah. one of the widest things I've ever. First been. thing you notice when you get from one end to the other is how much bigger it is. It's it's huge. And the gentleman who let me drive it, our friend Saul, um, he warned me. He said, "Listen, this thing is bigger. You have to be more aware of what's going on around you. It's very quick. It builds power in a very different way. So it's got much longer gearing. Mm. It's got this turbine-like V12, which is lovely." But it's got the most awful gearbox ever known to man. You have to come off the accelerator, yeah, that's grab right. a gear. Yeah. So it's got a single clutch automated gearbox. It's which basically is like an Artronic. It's eh? identical. That, that, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's generation old and it feels it's a couple old. of generations it old. It feels very old. I mean, when I drove when I cut on me, it felt old. It felt clunky. It felt heavy. It felt lump. It didn't yeah, feel because it's because it's a big wide car yeah. and because it's it's. It's kind of hindered by its gearbox, and a lot of journos talk about that as, and I don't know how they're still selling them then, because this is a nine and a half million rand car. It's outrageously expensive. Wow. what it is. It's just it blew my mind how much money they so, were charging. Exactly. So the Performante is a car guy's Lambo, and the Aventador is a money guy's Lambo. That's it. I to mean, me, that's how you differentiate you, the two. You could also kind of say that the Aventador is one of the last, you know, old school. Yeah. Because you know the next generation Lambos. will have a double-clutch gearbox yeah. because every other manufacturer is managing to put that much power through a double-clutch gearbox. I think that's what it used to be about hmm. is they probably couldn't put the power through it, so they stayed with single-clutch. But now you've got uh, McLaren with their 720S putting tons of power through a double-clutch gearbox. So, yeah. And then last but not least, I jumped from that into a Bentley Continental GT, the new one. Get into it. I mean, compared to the drama of the two Lambos, it's like just climbing into your average sedan. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Mm. That was the star of the show. It really? is absolutely phenomenal. It has – it wafts. So you've got this – first of all, you are surrounded by opulence. You've got – I don't know how many cars they use to make this thing, but it's leather mm. and chrome and – Volkswagen switch gear. It's not, but you don't feel like that. So they've they've really hidden it well. Yeah, and then it's got no, this rotating um, center console, where you've got an LCD screen that rotates to become three analog gauges, one of which is an altimeter, I think, for some reason, and then rotates again to just become a slab of con- continuous wood. So it's actually yeah. So the stuff so, that that's a hell of a feature. I love that. I'm yeah. say when that's <laughs> really cool. <laughs> when when that when that came out. Uh, so apparently, what that was about, so effectively, in the middle of the dashboard is a, it's a triangular. It's a triangle, yeah. It's a triangular. On each facet of the triangle is is a different yeah. thing. The one, as you said, is three gauges. Analog one is a full screen, and the other one is just a like those number plates on James <laughs> yes. Bond's old cars. Yeah, exactly. exactly like it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> apparently, the idea was that tech dates a car. Yeah. And all the new screens and buttons and things like that, you fast forward 10, 20, even 50 years, you put them on the lawn at, say, Pebble Beach, and it's just going to look old. Uh, whereas there's something timeless about a an analog clock or mm. a, an analog speedometer. Yeah, or, agreed. And so that was so, – so whoever was designing the interior apparently thought that he was used exactly that example, so that – in 50 years' time, when something like this ends up on the lawn at a concourse somewhere, it doesn't immediately just look old. Yeah. Um, so you turn it onto its dash, you, you take away all the things that date it, yeah. literally date it to a particular date, 
and it looks more timeless. And I, I really respect that. I think that's quite a cool idea. So you basically just flip it over to the wood veneer yeah. side. Or you can or use all the analog, analog, the analog yeah. gauges, yeah. yeah. And it'll just it'll look timeless. So anoth- I, another I like. feature I liked about the car, um, well, there were a few, but I'm still talk, I'll talk about the interior a bit more, is it has buttons. So in a, in a time where everything is touchscreen, this car has a couple of key buttons. Well, that's wh- how they should be. Exactly. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Because people like Volvo who decided to put everything into a touchscreen. Well, okay. Uh, I thought about that. Nice. They've got so many features that if they had to put them all as a button, no. the whole cockpit would be just no, buttons everywhere. I'm sorry, simple things like controlling the fan speed and turning yeah, up the Yeah, maybe they should have had a few. Well, simple stuff like that. So the Bentley had quickly. that. The Bentley yeah. had like the, the, the climate control controls are actual controls. Um, it's a lot yeah. of controls. <laughs> it's a lot of controls, yeah. Um, anyway, so then the drive. Wow. So, I mean, you can't hear the thing mm. if, if you put it in that mode and you don't want to hear it. But when you floor it, I mean, it's got almost 500 kilowatts. Sure, that's a lot of power. It is a lot of – is it 500 kilowatts? Yeah. You sure? Or, no, sorry, 400. Because you guys all work <laughs> in horsepower. So. No, no, it's, it's got over 600 horsepower. Yeah, it's, so, no, it's you know, a stupid number. Okay, let's just – it's, it's, it's a W12, so it's, oh, a, it's yeah. a huge okay. amount of power. It's a W12 twin turbo, yeah. Um, but, okay, so obviously it's got all this power, uh, very easily accessible, and it handles very well. But one of the things Saul said to me is he said, you know, there's some speed bumps here. Um, there's about five speed bumps on this one road. And he said, hold it at 70 k's an hour. Don't touch anything. Hold it at 70 k's an hour over these bumps. It was unbelievable. Mm. It's got the most incredible ride. It soaked them up like they weren't there. Mm. So, I mean, you go, and that, that's that's the mark of a truly well-engineered car because we know that you can you can get cars that are very firm and they, they're geared for the track. And then they try and dial some of that out with a switch on the dashboard that mm. kind of makes them a bit more supple and whatever. But when they get it properly right, and my old SL600 was very close to having it properly right. Where it was a very complicated suspension. Very complicated. the one with the suspension that collapsed that you could never fix. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that one, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was so, amazing. So when it worked, <laughs> when it worked, it, it would soak up bumps. When it worked 20 years ago. <laughs> and it would go around corners dead flat. And that's amazing. Imagine if you could get it. spare parts for that now. Wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? But that would have been. Yeah. 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 It would be so nice yeah. if it worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. would have been. Now, Dave, what have you been driving? Um... I guess there's a theme to what I've been driving. Yeah. I'm sort of um, I'm struggling with the, the sort of accommodating the, the family man aspect of, of my life. Yeah, uh, this is like a it's like a cross it's kind of an ongoing life. thing. I, I sold my supercar because the kiddo came along, and I, I I've been sort of struggling with the right car that will, you know, do the daily and take kiddo and be fun and you know tick all the boxes and um, I thought 911s did well. No, yeah. Can I tell you that yes. for those of us that know Nadav, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> I, I can see the stress on his face every it's time he comes stressful. to the studio. Oh. He looks overtired oh, and uh, and and just fraught with you know with lying awake at night thinking of yeah. what car what? I should swap to. Yeah, so is there know, one car? Uh, so this is the thing. So this is kind of the idea that I've been following, and I was thinking that maybe Maybe a little sports coupe is maybe not the best idea, and maybe something sedan-y is the right way to go. Um, having said, like I said, mentioned earlier in this podcast, that I really think that there's very little value in the SUV market right now. The prices are inflated, or at least compared to sedans, which are now out, out of vogue. Nobody wants sedans because SUVs are in vogue. Sedans are so cheap. In terms of performance, mm. 
per end, um, big sedans actually have just as much space as the SUVs do. Um, the only thing that they lack is the ride height. So we're talking so about in the used car market. Used car market, yeah. um, you know, they don't hold their value. They depreciate a lot because mm. there's not only are there big sedans that are complex, but nobody seems to want them secondhand because everybody wants an SUV. Yeah. It's the trend of the market, but these things are still for sale. Mm. And I think there's so much value. Yeah. Um, so to to kick things off, um, I, I must say that I think the Alpha Julia was always caught my eye. Um, Which one? So I started with a with a low end base two liter. That's the best one. Uh, I think it's a it's a Supra or a Veloce. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, it's the Supra. Uh, Did it have? Um, uh, okay, I'll it's carry a, on. it's a beautiful looking thing, and mm-hmm. agreed. It's it's the good news is that it's a great car in its mm. own right. Now there's no more excuses that you need to make for Alpha, at least in the Julia. Mm. Um, you can't say. I bought an Alpha, but, or in spite of the fact, I still bought the Alpha. There's really none of that. It's just as good as any of the competition. Um, well, I guess you kind of can if you, if, you, if, if you buy one new and then a year and a half down the line, you see how much they're going for on auto trader. Fine. So there's some depreciation, but that's because of oh, the hangover yeah. from the image. So people in the know, the smart people, will go out and buy them because they are great cars that suffer from a hangover of the previous cars. So these are good cars that are still depreciating because everyone thinks Alphas like they used to be. Great second so cars. So intelli- the intelligent buy is an Alpha Julia at the moment. Good car. The 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 two liter Julia, hundred and something, forty something kilowatts, more need. than fast enough. Great, great ride. Great ride. Well. I love the steering. Actually, was quite was very fast. Quite alive. And um, all the space you need, and in the end, you know, all right, it's it's a, it's a great sort of competitor to a 320i. But the big daddy, the one that grabs all the headlines, um, the of course, QV. is the Julia QV. Yeah. And uh, what a car! I must say, uh, I was very pleased to to be able to drive that. Have um, you driven one, Tom? Do you know what? I've never driven one because every time it's been scheduled for me, it's either broken down, or it's been, <laughs> or, or it's been crashed. That's no the doubt. problem is there was a well, crashed one that kept mm. breaking down after it was fixed. Apparently. So did. do not give them a bad reputation. Did it break down? Don't say because bad things. Because it crashed now. or did it crash because it, it broke down? down? Don't say bad motoring, things about Alpha now. Motoring journalists don't know how to drive Alpha. So <laughs> the motoring press, the world's motoring press has just said the most amazing things about the QV. Um, it was developed, the head of the development team, his previous project was the 458 Speciale for <laughs> Ferrari. So there's some serious skill behind the development team there. And it's a 2.9 liter twin turbo, 375 odd kilowatts. V6, yeah. V6. And um, it is as good as they say it is. Let me tell you, it mm. was brilliant. The way that we could just wipe the back of that thing around a corner. Um and whop, whop, whop up the gears, up a hill. Uh, yeah. It just put a smile on my face. You know, it was never it was never a sedan that felt sporty. It was always a sports car first. And the fact that it happened to be a sedan was incidental. That's how good it was. Mm. The, <laughs> the handling and the, 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 the balance of grip to power was sports car-like. It was... It was excellent. It, it put us just talking about it is putting a smile. I can on see. Face. I, I mean, he's, the, he's so they, up, so those huge paddles behind the wheel. Oh, they're these aluminium, these cool aluminium paddles. They they they. I, I really believe column. you need to have one of those. What a thing! And um, six years of motor plan if you buy it new. 
Six, six years. years. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know that. Meaning that if you buy one that's a year old, it's got the same amount of motor plan as the competition. And uh, okay. at the price, I think it gives. And it's depreciating. That's fantastic. Absolutely. I think you need one of those. I think that you should both really trade cool in your part. Porsches and just get those. Tempted. On a practical note, Tempted. the back seats don't fold down in the QV, which is a bit sad. So that, uh, Probably because so it has an extended me. gas tank or something. What? What do you need to fold your seats oh. down? I mean, listen, well, like you know, I, to accommodate things. What kind you know, of things do you take? Because oh, yeah, he moves dining room tables every other weekend. You, you don't know what do you? things. You, I'm a family man. I've got things. He's I mean, a doctor. Know, he carries uh, a stretcher around with him. I mean, just, I, I just carry yesterday things. I had six creepy crawly pops in my boot. I mean, creepy yeah. crawly pops <laughs> roll up into nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like a shonga lolo. So that sort of led me. To think about what else I could be looking at, and um, last week I drove an Audi RS7. So that's the, depending on who you speak to, the sleeker or uglier cousin of the RS6 Audi. Uglier. Four liter twin turbo, 412 kilowatts. It's exactly the same motor. Exactly the same motor, same drivetrain as an RS6, and but it's sort of a coupe hatchback thing. Like a Panamera. Like Do they a look Panamera. The s- yeah. Do they look the same from the front? Yes. Oh. Pretty much identical. Oh, and, um, I like RS6. Which is, which is what? The same oh. as the A3 and A4? <laughs> they all look the same to no, me. Oh, Sorry, Mark. <laughs> I'm never an Audi fan. And, and that car, well, the thing about it is it's not a subtle sports car. It's not a tips of your fingers type sports car as the Alpha was. So in other words, it's a muscle car. It's a muscle it's car. A German it's, muscle it's car. Bludgeon. It does handle. It'll it does. astonish you how it handles considering it's well over two tons. When when they launched that car here in South Africa, they had the launch in Cape Town and we did the front of pass in that car and I was blown away by how well it handled for such a big, heavy, sort of unruly car. It oh, was, yeah. it was no, they really do handle. Very good. Um, I was super impressed with it. Um, but in the end, probably the headline thing about that car is the engine. 412 kilowatts is Huge. insanity for yeah. something that's, you know, sedan-sized. And wow, does it go. It's a different kind of speed. Um, and the RS7 has a hatch. The back seats fold. You can remove the rear cover from the load compartment. And in the end, what you have is a third-price Lamborghini Urus. Mm. Or, or even less with the same drivetrain okay it is the same drivetrain as in the Lamborghini Urus and it's literally a quarter of the price um, it's got as much space I urge our listeners to look into sedans and big hatchbacks Panamera as well could be a good one for some reason I can't drive a Panamera really I would never have driven I don't I know I like them they're kind of cool know. I can't but an RS7 so that was that was exciting mm. so maybe I'm giving the game away but so, just to clarify, the Bentley Continental GT has... Oh, I just lost it. Oh, dear. Oh, no. I'll oh, tell you now. I'm sorry. Gonna... 467 kilowatts. Okay, yeah. That's huge. That's, that's a lot. lot. That is a lot. So, that is yeah. a quick car. So, and, and then going back to the Urus, which is the same as the Bentayga, mm. which is the same as the KN, mm. which is the same as the Q7, which is the same as the Touareg. They're all VW MQB Evo platform, starting at 900,000 rand. And ending at something like six and a half million for the euros. <laughs> Explain to me, please, why it <laughs> is that we sure. pay these monies? Why? And you literally open the Go. bonnet of the euros and see VW badge right. everywhere. Go buy a Tureg and enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I haven't been driving anything. Uh, what? Yeah, because my 
first your test car. Your materia is everything you need. My materia is everything when I is need. When is your first test car coming? To, I, I'm picking it up right after the show. I'm going oh. downstairs to the garage to get my new Subaru Forester. Oh, oh that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited that's about interesting. that. We'll come so, have a look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys must come. Um, so I'll tell you all about that in, in next week's show because that's unfortunately all we've got time for. Hopefully the rats don't get it. I hope so. We'll see. So yeah, guys. Okay, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks cool. a lot for joining me again in studio. Uh, from me, Thomas Faulkner from the Sunday Times. It's been a pleasure. And uh, tune in next week for another episode of Cargumentative.